Thanks for listening to Freelance Bristol Mum. And if you only listen to one podcast today, let it be this one. My goodness me, I was very excited when I finally got to speak to this woman and she was a woman in demand and you can understand why. Joni Farthing, uh, the founder of Women Outside the Box. And my goodness me, she's got so many interesting stories to tell. You could be chatting all evening and still she'd have more left. Now, the interesting thing is, is that I'd heard about Women Outside the Box and was really keen to go along and see what it was all about but it was Joni who contacted me she had read my story and wanted to hear what I was up to as a freelancing mum and the very essence of freelance Bristol mum and the sense that I was trying to create a community for fellow freelancing mummies you can imagine how excited I was when we finally got to meet up after having received this email and there I was sitting with my microphone keen to get chatting about what Joni does and she wanted to talk about me so what you've been saying about um getting more freelancing mums uh, together online. It's, it's just exactly part of what we're about as well. Um, so many people are going into freelance now, not only because it's possible because so much has been outsourced, but also because they've been outsourced or they've been partially outsourced around children and it's going to be difficult to get back in at the right, at the right uh, place and so on. So it's a, it's a really, really, really big thing, especially for women at the moment. So it's great that, that that's what you're doing. And I, I don't really want to keep in contact about that. I think, I think there's a lot of synergies between what we're up to. And uh, yeah, so hopefully today you're, you're going around, you're meeting people with little business ideas and so on. And, and the point of today, just as you're trying to get people into conversation with each other and so on, we're just trying to get people to understand the massiveness. That's why we've had a massive, massive amount of PR and social media because we need to get the, the numbers and the footfall. And that isn't only because, obviously, the people who have supported us by bringing their stands along want footfall, but it's because we want individual women working from home thinking, am I the only idiot not earning enough or, or, or working at midnight or whatever? We want them to feel, no... There are hundreds of us. Even in a, a place the size of Bristol, there are hundreds. I don't know. I think we're, we're heading towards 1,000 sign-up for this year. They won't all turn up. Last year, we got over 1,000 when we launched. People that wanted to know more about it. So we know that there are hundreds and hundreds of women in every town in Britain, mainly working from home or with small businesses, thinking, I just need to get out more. I just need to talk to women who understand what I'm about, as well as all the women that I have as friends who sometimes just don't understand. You know, like um, we had Julie Mayer talking and, and she was saying, well, you just have to work around the clock, frankly, to get there. And and I know that people say to me, but Jenny, you never stop working. Said, well, what else is that? This has to work. It, I have to have that persistence. And I'm sure that many, many freelancers feel that <clears throat> that that worry, are they actually working too hard? Is it worth it? Well, it is, isn't it? It's just that when you haven't got that cushion, you know, you haven't got, uh, you haven't got money if you're ill, um, you, you haven't got a pension coming in, whatever, you've got to make that cushion for you. And that means in the early days working massively, massively hard. But it's so worth it. It's so worth it. If we can make this dream come alive and we really can sort of have it all, we can keep our home together and, and we can work freelance, I mean, what a great world we're offering our daughters, I feel. 
You're absolutely inspirational and it is so delightful to hear you say that. I, I mean, similarly to you, I've been a freelancer for years but a mother for only 18 months and suddenly that was a whole new world to me of trying to manage emails around a toddler running around the house and around everything else and working till 10 o'clock on a Saturday night because I want to but you can still feel on the margins of life and so having this sense of being able to be connected is fantastic and the very fact that you call this a festival I think is fab and that we are calling this a celebration of like-minded women what was it like for you in the early days when you were sort of juggling motherhood I noticed that you even started a business well several businesses yourself in the 80s um yes I did uh, I've always I've always worked my businesses around the family, but I'm divorced and single now, so I can just work all the time. <laughs> um, but I can run a slightly different type of business, one where I'm going out uh, a lot more and so on. But when when I had my daughter, um, so uh, the first business that I started after I'd had my daughter was um, a recruitment agency for uh, nannies. Uh, and au pairs because that's what I needed and I knew it was difficult to find them and I thought oh yeah I, I could do that and I could do it from home and so on and also I could find myself a really good nanny through it so you know all that kind of stuff and and that worked really well um because it was home-based and so on um and then um shortly after that I, I sold that business we moved uh, we moved quite a lot and that's mainly why I've sold businesses um to move with the family but um, I started a language school. Uh, I'd been uh, a linguist, you know, studying grammars and so on at university and taught English to, to, to get me through in terms of money and so on when I'd been abroad. So we'd, uh, we'd landed in, in Oxford. I thought, oh, Oxford English, the perfect place to start a language school. And uh, my daughter by that time was kind of about five and she was my gopher. And she used to just toddle around, a bit like a bit like Jess here today, who isn't toddling, but she's my <laughs> gopher today, keeping me on time. But and she got to know things so well that I can remember when she was about nine. Um, I had quite a big staff by that time, and I said, um, "Oh, you know, we've we've got to get one of the social staff to to get to the airport to get the Japanese um, back here and so on." And they said, "Can we take Constance with us? That's my daughter." And I thought they're only saying that because I'm the boss, and they want to show that they don't mind her hanging around the school. And I said, "You know, you don't need to take a day. Don't worry." She said, no, no, she really knows the airport. She knows where the coaches stop. She knows the number that you have to call to bring them up. She knows how long they take, and she knows that when we take when we take the Japanese back, that they always go business class, and that you've got to go up to one end of the airport wow. to to check in. And you know that's. You can tell, therefore, that I worked my business through the family. But I think that's actually quite a good role model for especially a daughter to be part of something, to see your mum trying very hard, to see her short of time and helping. I mean, you know, we all talk about, isn't it terrible in the 19th century when children were made to work and so on? Of course, we don't want them as slave labour. But I think children working... Gives them a right in the family, mm. so it's not like you know, uh, I give you this free money and then tell you to clear your room up. It's you're working, you're part of this family unit, mm. and you've got a right to say how you spend your time as well. I I just think that's a very socially um, happy <clears throat> and healthy way of bringing children up, not to go back to slave labour, but to 
allow children to work as part of the family unit. We all have an equal footing and equally contribute. And, and have rights within the family, therefore, not just be that other thing. Because finally, women have been that other thing for a long time. If you were lucky enough to be born into the middle class or upper class, you were just that object. You produced children, you look cute. That was about it. Um, now, we, we pay half the mortgage. Um, well, frankly, I always paid more than half the mortgage. Um, therefore, we have rights. We, we, we are able to say, this is the way I want things to go. Um, because, you know, we're, we're, we're bringing money in. And, and money talks. It, it's sad, but, it, but money's power. There's a fantastic, I'm just trying to, sorry if I'm looking distracted, trying to see this fantastic quote. I don't know if it's by coincidence. I don't know if you've seen it on the wall uh, here today. It's by one of the artists who's currently being displayed. I'm not familiar with her work, but it's on the wall. It says, I am an artist. I am a woman. I am a wife. I am a mother. Random order. I do a hell of a lot of washing, cleaning, cooking, renewing, supporting, preserving. Also, up to now, separately, I do art. Mm. Now I will simply do these things every day and flush them up to consciousness exhibit them as art and I thought that is fabulous there yes, it is that. on the wall here at the Arnolfini while we are having yes. a celebration of women brilliant <laughs> yeah I, I, t- I totally agree with the sentiment mm-hmm. and that you know what is art art is your life but it, if you like put in the th- put in a theater you know mm-hmm. m- m- making something ordinary noticeable and so on and that's what she's doing she's saying you know what I generally do that's that's art if I put it on the wall if I talk about it and so on and yes it's a brilliant quote isn't it yes likewise it just resonated instantly so we're here celebrating today I mean what do you hope that women can be taking away from it confidence that's the number one thing confidence when they hear people like Julie Mayer talking about building massive businesses phenomenally fast because she's got the chutzpah to go in there and talk to the guys like they need her I mean, it's just wonderful to see that kind of a woman speaking um, because you, you realise how meek and mild you are. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm a mouthy person and I stand up at the front and do stuff. But compared to Julie, and so I think, I'm going to go back to those investors. I'm going to talk to them again. You know, she, So she's giving us confidence um, to, to be successful. And just getting an awful lot of people here gives people confidence they, they feel like oh yeah this is a big movement I'm part of this it's fabulous to hear you say that even you feel that you need to you know get the extra bit of welly every now and then and go for that confidence but you're not completely shy I mean you've, you've really gone for it when it comes to crowdfunding as well Joni I mean that's fantastic mm. y- yes I'm not completely shy <laughs> I, I, th- I think everyone would agree I am not completely shy although I am often quite nervous when I'm going through the not shyness I'm not I'm not quite sure whether I'm shy or not really or just fighting it um but uh, yes we went for crowdfunding we'll go back again for crowdfunding um we will get investors I would love there to be more women investors uh, but we'll make it work because I put everything on it I've put everything on it I've put my pension on it I can't afford to fail one of the words that you've used in your tagline, which I particularly like, has stood out to me, is femininity. Mm-hmm. And that is a joy to see. We don't have to be women pretending to be men. Gone are the days of feeling that we need to wear boxed suits and emanate, you know, uh, male power. Uh, it, it's great that you're harnessing actually every aspect of being a woman, aren't you? Well, that's really what the pamper area is all about. I mean, I'm not a great one for getting pampered because I'm, I'm busy and I like to be doing it. I don't like to just sit there as people work on you. But 
perhaps one day, you know. But it it's about saying we're allowed to have a pamper area and be professional women. So it's a, li- it's a little bit of a kind of play to people's notions of what what is a woman, what is a businesswoman, and so on. And I think um, uh, the guys that I've talked to say that's brilliant. I wish we had stuff like that at the business events I go to. And and it is brilliant because we are bringing a sensibility into the business world now that hasn't been there. And it's not only women that are enjoying that, it's men. Men want this softened world. They want empathy. They want to learn empathy. You know, finally, guys like women. We just need to get into that sphere with confidence and understand how to fit in without feeling so unsure, so nervous that we don't go along to things and really star. Because, as Julie Mayer was saying, the future is feminine. What we have as women are what business ideas are made of these days. It's not about manufacturing anymore and engineering, which, you know, typically women are less good at, but you know, not all women by any means. It's about caring and sharing and empathizing and understanding what the other person might want before they've even imagined it. And that's what women are good at. It's amazing here today. I've used the word celebration and festival and femininity. I couldn't sort of, I I can't over describe how wonderful it is if women are going away and they're thinking right okay confidence that's the thing but I am just a bit daunted I'm a bit bamboozled there's so much where do I begin where do they begin how can they just go home and just harness all this information well I think um, our opening speaker was talking about networks and we are a network today um, allowing people to talk to each other make friends and so on um, we also run a, a business club which we're going to go national with and we'll be taking that online in the next couple of months so there are places but it's not just us there's a lot of networks out there and I think women work very well in networks and I think they they get on uh, with their business they, they, they feel very positive about it and they they use the expertise of others in networks and they just enjoy chatting listen to me <laughs> Joni it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I hope that you make some time for you to maybe pop up to that pamper area later today I think I, at half past four I'm going to see if they'll do me a late nail file <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know if Joni managed to go and get her nails filed and something tells me that she didn't because she is a woman who just loves being on the go and a fantastic woman at that. If you didn't get to go along to the festival, don't worry. Just check out Women Outside the Box and keep on listening online to some of the brilliant podcasts I've got coming up and you can really get a great taste and feel of the day.